is Do Well, Do Good, the podcast from the circle of young entrepreneurs, where we explore how you can have a positive impact in the world from within your large corporate organization. We hear from the Trojan horses, social side hustlers, and the corporate change makers who are on the front line, changing business from the inside by doing well and doing good. I'm Maddie Devney, and on today's show, we hear from Lewis Smith and Ben Griffiths from Johnson Johnson on how they started Youth Health Parliament, an initiative to let young people make an impact on the future of our healthcare. We also have David Spears from the Circle of Young Entrepreneurs featuring today. Welcome all of you. Thanks for coming. Hello. Thank, Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. First of all, can we talk a little bit about social entrepreneurship? How do you define it? I guess it's an entrepreneur within an organisation that doesn't just do things for the sole purpose of you know furthering their own profile and uh, profit, but they do things to ultimately um, lead to a positive social outcome. Um, and if they can kind of match the two and, and overlap that with their company's purpose as well, um, then it's, it's quite a harmonious, symbiotic relationship, I guess. So yeah, I think that's probably a, that's it in a nutshell in my eyes. Look, for me, I'll be honest, I wasn't too sure what an entrepreneur was the first time I, I heard the word and until I met Tim and David. So the way I see it, it's, it's someone that obviously works for an organisation, corporate organisation, but perhaps as a slightly different mindset, perhaps they're a little bit more creative, they come at problems a little bit differently, um, and they see a little bit more than just doing the day job and just going through the motions, and they can kind of take that mindset and, and as Lewis said, do some more cool things, such you know, solve problems or um, come up with answers to questions that perhaps wouldn't have been there um, just with conventional thinking. And when did you both first become involved in social entrepreneurship yourselves? So I guess that, yeah, so it's probably, again, One Young World. So our first encounter with One Young World um, was back in 2015 in yeah, Dublin. Dublin. So that's where we first went uh, to the conference and, as I say, we kind of introduced to the concept um, of it. And, yeah, it was it was following that, really. I mean, we'll kind of go into the story of how the, uh, the Youth Health Parliament kind of came about but yeah essentially it was um it was as an outcome of that and some creative thinking over a few beers after a conference after the conference one day um that we kind of landed on on our idea that we were going to pursue and can you tell us more about that idea and well it's much more than an idea now yeah absolutely we're going to say more about the beers yeah, <laughs> yeah. please which beer did you have well, it was actually and how many points yeah. yeah yeah we were in dublin so it had to be two pints of uh, the local guinness didn't it really um but yeah we um we were both passionate about um, giving young people a voice, I guess, is kind of where it, where it started. And we thought, what could we do with an angle of youth um, to empower young people to um, shape the future um, in some way or another? And we, we both work for Johnson & Johnson, both within the medical devices division, it's a kind of big healthcare corporation. And we thought, can we do something here within healthcare um, that allows young, it kind of empowers young people um, and gives them a platform on which to speak from? So. We put heads together. Yeah, I guess I'd chip in. I, the truth is we didn't really know what we were going to do. We just, that what we knew from our day-to-day -day jobs was healthcare. Um, we we knew that we wanted to make a difference and try and you know, influence positive change somehow. And and as I say, the, the honest truth is we had no idea where it would go or, or how we would do it. Um, the reality is we had to kind of figure out much of it along the way. Uh, and as, as Lewis mentioned, it was, it was policy, it was the area within healthcare. Um, and the angle of, of giving young, young people the opportunity to get their voice across and get their opinions heard. So you kind of found this problem and you found this passion within yourselves. What were your first steps into crafting the plan of how you would deliver something? 
Yeah, so we, I mean, this is miles away from both of our day jobs at the time. So we were in kind of sales and marketing positions, very far removed from the like, you know, government policy side of the business. Um, so we, we knew that this wasn't necessarily aligned to our skill sets. But I think that's deep down what made it quite exciting because it was so far removed. We thought, well, we're going to have to adapt here to make this work. Um, and we both up for the challenge. Let's kind of figure it out as we go along the way, which we did a lot of. Um, over the course of the year and yeah I guess the very first thing was let's get some let's sound some of these ideas off people we trust um, so we went to some of the leaders in the business went to um, partners that we knew externally um, and kind of shared the idea and the overarching feedback we got was very positive people said it sounds like a really good idea it's a no-brainer why wouldn't you go and do it but I guess the, the launch point I suppose for us was where it kind of got real was we went back to um, the, the UK board, the leadership team, following One Young World and once we got all this feedback and we kind of said, look, we've got these ideas, um, we'd like to tell you about them, but we used the One Young World conference to get the airtime in front of the, um, the board. And then it was, it was then when we pitched them the ideas and said, look, this is what we should do, this is why, this is what's in it for you guys as J&J &J, and this is what's in it for us personally, the development piece, and this is what's in it in terms of the social impact. So we kind of brought that all together um, tried to present the case as best we could uh, and then got the green light and it all went from there. Um, so was um, the idea that you presented then what um, is still running now or has that iterated over time? It was a million miles away wasn't it really? Yeah. Yeah. It started as one thing and then it Absolutely. I mean, Yeah it was completely transformed we, we learned and adjusted and adapted it as we went so um, yeah we, we kind of had this wish list I guess of partners that we thought at first we should have a, a news partner, a media partner, a policy partner, a, you know someone that brings a new skill set to the table each of these organisations should be adding something and the list I think we started with we ended up with a completely different list of amazing partners that were, were really um, keen to be involved we had universities we had um, corporates and um, yeah it, it certainly did evolve I mean even the topics that we first suggested that the uh, groups of young people work on we thought well you know these are the obvious ones we're just going to suggest those topics and that that'll work and then we thought actually why don't we almost give them a, a, a list on which to vote and just choose the topics they're most interested in and the list they came back with were, were the uh, completely different to our own so yeah i guess i guess the basic premise of the the yhp the youth of parliament is to we we brought together we decided on 50 so it brings me 50 young people under the age of um of 35 um from a range of different backgrounds as Lewis mentioned doctors nurses people from corporates people from um you know, charities, think tanks, or this this whole kind of nice eclectic mix of people, um, to bring them in, in into the same room and essentially crowdsource some ideas uh, and some solutions to what was what what the um, the guys self voted on the five most important areas uh, of healthcare for young people. So it was kind of this project to just bring everyone together, get them talking, get some ideas, and then publishing white papers um, that were ultimately presented um, at, in Westminster. Um, to members of parliament and, uh, and government ministers. You spoke about how you got J&J on board, linking it to One Young World. How did you get all these other organisations on board? It sounds like an incredible feat to do, and it must have been quite a challenge at the time. Yeah, yeah, I mean, thinking back to that, it was... Um yeah, it was a bit of a daunting experience kind of going into um, various different... Well, one one thing to take a step back is we positioned the Youth Health Parliament as not as a Johnson & Johnson initiative, so we didn't cover it in J&J branding, even though they were, you know, kind of supporting us and we both worked for them. We said, we're going to do this as kind of, 
young people and we'd love to have the support of all of the founding partners as well on board so we formed this steering committee but the way we actually got them on board I guess was just going to them in person calling on contacts from within Johnson & Johnson so the um, director of government affairs and policy was very well connected and had lots of different contacts um, yeah and we, we kind of just went and met didn't we we knocked on the door and set up meetings not all of them um, came on board um, some of them were kind of a little bit skeptical at first um, but we won a lot of them around. Yeah, it was, it was kind of labour intensive at the beginning, being very transparent. Uh, I had to knock on quite a few doors and speak to a lot of different people. Obviously, we had our, like, our, our ideal map of our stakeholders that we wanted. Um, alongside that, we also created a, a hype video, which um, I don't know if you guys have show notes. Yeah, I've but seen it. It's good. All other podcasts say so we'll just put it in the show notes so <laughs> you guys can put it there. Um, and so we used that as a almost like that was our elevator pitch when we went to see these people. Obviously the circle of young entrepreneurs is a young network. Um, I think when young, relatively, I think we'd all consider ourselves inexperienced compared to some of the people that we speak with. Uh, people go and they try and get the, um, the ear and the influence of those that have been in the industry for 40 years. Um, it's an incredibly difficult thing to do because how do you prove your um, your worth and your that you'll be able to deliver. How did you go about convincing these very senior, very experienced people that this fresh new approach might work? See, it's interesting. I'll have a go if you don't mind. It's the perspective that we could offer these business leaders and the um, corporate organisations was the unique perspective that perhaps they weren't getting at the minute. So what we what we found when we spoke to um, a bunch of different people of different age ranges were, were that um, youth, as we defined it, under, under 35, they were just coming at things from a completely different angle. So one of the ways that we sold it to these business leaders was that, you know, this is a voice that you're not currently hearing. And frankly, if you don't, you know, sign us off, and if you don't listen to, to this group, then it's a voice you're possibly going to miss. So it's, it's not a case of why should you, it's what's the, what's the pain, essentially, if you don't listen. Yeah, I think definitely driving or showing the commercial benefits of uh, the projects that we all try and do is really important, something that I think we've all individually learned over time. Since your papers were released last December, what's happened since then? So there's five different um, work streams covering five different topics, uh, and essentially that was the, the platform for these guys to, to begin. Um, so they've, they've each taken it in their own separate directions. Um, where each specific group's at to be honest some have really run with it and done some really cool things and some have you know kind of they're still formulating where they're going to go with it we i mean we physically took the um white papers and some of the uh, subcommittee chairs to meet um with government ministers in yeah, yeah. back in uh, i guess it was the start of this year yeah it was the start of this year which was a really interesting one because it's kind of we almost formed i mean it was her own suggestion that we would form almost like a youth um advisory panel almost to give her department the youth angle on 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 various issues so yeah i think it was uh, it was probably a a good use of um the papers to actually take them and show them for that purpose yeah true and i guess from a wider perspective since then we've um we almost we've done a bit of almost like an internal audit on the on the yhp figured out look back and where we were strong and you know where things could have been improved with the view to running um a yhp 2.0 next year which is quite exciting nice. um so that's very good. And then um, one of the other feedbacks was we were um, very fortunate to be invited back to One Young World in Bogota, where we saw Tim and David. 
uh, and we um, had a session on the main stage. And we, we were in a couple of workshops about the YHP and our journey. Um, it was less focused on the YHP and the detail in the project. It was more around working for a corporate organization and getting that sponsorship um, and support to, to run with a, an impact project. Um, but that was, yeah, again, one of the, the spin-offs that happened this year. I've got a question, guys. The, the concept that you came up with, um, I think you could very much do as your own startup or you could have done outside of the business. Was there ever a point where you thought, we can quit our jobs and we can start this up as our own venture or our own company? And what made you stay within Johnson & Johnson? Uh, and, and why did you choose to do it in that way? It's definitely, um, I guess it's definitely a thought, isn't it? The, 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 the reason we picked healthcare was because we both worked for Johnson & Johnson, so it almost came that way round first. You know, if we were gonna just do a kind of a general youth policy advisory panel, yeah, you could quite easily go and do that and potentially commercialize it and turn it into your own startup. But I think the real, benefit we thought we would be able to add to it was leveraging the fact that we did work for Johnson & Johnson and using that to, to give it momentum and push it forward. Um, so maybe it wouldn't have had anywhere near the, the kind of credibility or um, momentum that it, it did have because of that reason. Yeah, agree completely. And I think sustainability is important as well. We thought, uh, you know, we learned a lot ourselves and we learned a lot in, in, in version one of this. Um, to have the backing of J&J uh, meant that I guess the impact for like the corporates, the likes of Google, British Heart Foundation, um, LBS, Imperial College that we got on board, um, JJ was probably quite an important foot in the door with those guys because going as Ben and Lewis, it might be more difficult. Is is the truth? And then in terms of sus the sustainability and running in version two, version three, we felt that with JJ sponsoring it, supporting it, um, and given that we could evidence back to JJ that it was worthwhile, we thought that it would kind of help the longevity of the project. But I'll be honest, it's a conversation that we did have. <laughs> we spoke with Tim and David about their roundup journey and the circle of young entrepreneurs and how they work together on both of those initiatives. Um, I think they like to call themselves the one direction of social entrepreneurship. How did you guys come, uh, come to working together and sort of build that, um, obviously, fantastic working relationship? Yeah, so it was it actually goes way, way back um, to what, 2011? We've got, we've got history, haven't we? We've got history, yeah, big time. So back in 2011, um, I first joined Johnson & Johnson. Ben had been with the company on the grad scheme for about 18 months before that, I think. Um, and we were both, well, I was told in my first week that as one of the rotations, I was going to be moving up to um, a flat in Edinburgh. And Ben was already there, so we, were, we became roomies from um, from like week one of working in the company. So we lived together up there for like six months and became good friends. And then kind of we then went off in separate directions work-wise, but we stayed in touch the whole time and thought well, it'd be cool to work on something again one day. And then one day, just purely coincidentally, we both got the call from our managers saying, you've been nominated to uh, attend a conference called One Young World. Are you interested? And we were like, absolutely. And then it, it all kind of came from there. I was just going to say, that's a good point on... Um people that you kind of work with on these style initiatives because um, I guess it was more luck than design right but Lewis and I I think we work quite well together because I mean I'm looking at him now he loves his detail he's like the most militant timekeeper ever whereas I just I'm a talker and I kind of go on and on and I'm, I'm I suppose more big picture so to have that skill set between us and I think we kind of dovetail each other's strengths and weaknesses quite well um, and because I know how he worked and he knows how I work we can kind of keep each other honest. And so what's your hope for 2018? 
with the uh, youth element. What's your hope for 2018 with the Youth Health Parliament? Yeah, so there's some really exciting stuff um, in the pipeline. So there, there are a variety of new people um, within Johnson & Johnson who are, are looking to get involved and to help drive the initiative forward. Um, I think there are some potential new partners on the horizon as well. Won't jinx it by dropping any names, but there's some really exciting big global corporates that are um, that are showing an interest as well. Um, and I think we learned a huge amount from the first year. There's so many things we could have done differently and better. Um, so we're just going to continue to uh, to progress on in that sense. Yeah, absolutely. So so 2.0, you know, we're hoping to, to make it um, bigger. We're hoping to make it slightly more impactful. Uh, so I guess we're looking to produce similar um, white paper recommendations, present them to Parliament exactly the way we did. I mean, politically, things have got a bit more interesting, haven't they? So um, there's going to be a particular theme um, that we're going to look at for 2018. So it's all around um, youth, youth influence, um, healthcare, on the backdrop of obviously Brexit. Um, so I think very topical. I think there's a big opportunity for the YHP to 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 recommend some very timely solutions um, and to to be very proactive and, and hopefully bring some ideas to to government that we hope will be uh, will be well received. I think final question for me today. Um, you guys have done some really amazing stuff. If there are people listening to this that uh, know that they are capable of doing some amazing stuff but haven't, perhaps haven't started that journey yet, what advice would you give them starting out? Uh, and how would you, uh, how would, what would be your top tip for uh, ensuring that they can get started and keep moving on this journey? So for me, it's you need to understand why you're doing what you're doing because that's really important. That's the thing that when things get really tricky, that's the thing that's going to keep driving you through. Um, so it's it's why you're doing this fundamentally. Um, then it's what is it that is that you're passionate about? What is your purpose? What is your your reason for doing all this? And then if you work in a big organisation, it's 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 what's the company purpose? Because there'll be a point at which your purpose and the company purpose overlap, and it's when those two bits overlap you find the sweet spot um, where you know, you're doing what you want to do, you're essentially supporting the direction of the company and you get buy-in all around and that's where things um, kind of get really cool. And I think on the other sense, that, I mean, you don't have to necessarily start something from scratch because that can be quite daunting to, to go out there with a completely blank slate and say, right, we're just going to come up with an idea. Um, certainly for your first initiative or involvement, you, you know, there are plenty of, if, if your company is anything like ours, there's pockets of social innovation happening all over. You know, we've got a great TEDx J&J program, for example. Go and get involved in something like that. You know, that's, that's the type of thing that could give you a great platform on which to build. Um, and I think we always underest or overestimate the amount of the level of permission that would be required to do something like this like no one's stopping you from doing it there's not there's not like any kind of a barrier there from preventing you and going having having a go at something like this so i think just start and learn as you go know that you're probably going to fail at, at first but be prepared to adapt yeah 100 percent. like you put yourself out there um if you've got an idea put a case together and and, and take it to someone if and if the first person doesn't listen then take it to someone else because there will be someone that is interested um and your business case doesn't have to be perfect from day one. If you've got, you, you just start with something, and then you can just iterate it as you go. Don't wait until the, the plan is perfect before um, before starting. Great, thank you, all three of you, for coming today. If you've enjoyed listening to us today, please subscribe to our podcast or check us out at circleofyi.com. Mm-hmm.